Daring Creatively podcast with me, Corinne Morrison, a space for vulnerable and intimate conversations direct from my studio floor. This is a space for creative truths and insightful stories from an Aussie contemporary artist on a mission to help people embrace their own inner magic. Welcome back to the studio, guys. I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to the studio, guys. I'm going to attempt to paint and talk to you guys at the same time because there is just no time to waste sitting still at all. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I hope everyone had an amazing break. Um, I know I managed to get about four days to myself out of the studio, which was really, really nice. Um, but naturally, every time you take time out of the studio, um, you lose a little bit of momentum. So, you know, I always say that a week out of the studio is like a month of momentum lost. Um, and so coming back into the studio after that New Year period, I must admit I have had a little bit of overwhelm. Um, which I'll talk a little bit about today. But before I do that, last episode, um, last episode I had just pivoted over to cold wax um, and I had reset up my studio space. Everything had more or less changed. I was reworking compositions to fit the cold wax techniques. And I must admit, since then, in hindsight, I have actually gotten a great deal done. Like I'm quite proud of how much progress I've made in a short period of time. Um, before I go any further as well, I will apologize. Um, because I'm in the studio today, you're probably going to hear the background noise of the paint factory below me. Um, so if you hear doorbells and paint shakers, I apologise, but this is what I have to deal with all day, every day. And for the most part, it is fine. I'm used to it. I think I'm certainly giving off a don't talk to me vibe at the moment. I think everyone that's working here any customer that is kind of upstairs and sees me working knows not to talk to me because I've had my headphones on. And really, I've just been head down, bum up, working my ass off. Um, so when I last spoke to you, I think I only had about six paintings that was on the go. And what I actually did after that was I moved a few things around my studio. I pulled my easel back out. I drilled new nails into the wall, screws, sorry, um, new screws into the wall. So basically across both spaces, um, I can fit uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven big paintings. Um, so most of these paintings, so I have one that is 150 by 150, which is the hero painting. I have two portrait formats that are 120 by 90. I have two landscape 
formats that are 90 by 120. I have two landscape formats that are 140 by one, I think, 280 by 80 centimeters, and three 120 by 120 panels. Um, the only one that is not on the wall at the moment is one of the 140 by one meter landscape ones, which is really frustrating because all I needed was one more wall and I would have been able to work on every single painting at once. So I have been trying to get kind of the first few paintings into that dry stage um, so that I can get this last panel up onto the wall. Uh, but I have the photographer coming in um, probably over this weekend, early next week. So I'll leave the finished ones there until he comes and does some photos. And anyway, so as you can probably tell, there is a lot going on at once in here. Now, my plan to work across all of these panels at once, um, whilst it has been incredibly helpful and a success for the most part, my brain is about to explode. So coming back after New Year's, I have to admit that I have been in a bit of a negative cycle in my head. There's been quite a bit of self-doubt going on which naturally happens in this messy middle stage. Um, part of the reason why that happens was because a lot of the techniques that I am using with the cold wax, um, like I'm embedding a lot of textures into the surface and then pulling them off and then recoding them. And then basically what I need to do is I have to wait a couple of weeks for the cold wax to get to a stage of drying. Like there's very particular techniques that, could, that you can use at various dry stages. Um, so what I've had to do is leave them over that Christmas New Year period. And essentially that is a potential of if these solvent reductions that I'm doing at the moment, if they don't work, it's basically two weeks of work lost. Um, and I'm fully aware that every part of this exhibition at the moment has been a complete risk, but it really fits into my word for the year, which is trust. Um, this year for me is all about trust, trusting in the process, trusting in myself, um, trusting in the work, trusting in my gallery and releasing this incessant control that I often get. Um, let's talk about that control a little bit because this goes into this topic that I want to kind of talk about this week, which was spurred on by a little nudge I had whilst driving to the studio yesterday. Um, naturally, what I did was I was about to jump straight onto Instagram and do a long-winded story, but I stopped myself. And I thought, no, I am going to record a podcast episode instead. So I didn't record it yesterday, but I am recording it today, this morning. Um, 
so now I've completely lost track of what I was saying. Actually, I'm going to get a drink of water. Um, oh, yes, the little nudge. So I have been fully aware of my negative self-talk over this past couple of weeks. And it has just been really hard to stop that little conversation in my head that keeps saying, you're not going to get it done in time. You're not going to get it done in time. You're going around in circles. You're completely overwhelmed at the moment. Now you're losing sleep. Like, just the whole thing. You don't have any money left in the bank account because I've literally done... I did the big, the big oil paint stock up and then I literally had to go yesterday and spend another couple of grand because you always underestimate how much paint you're going to use um anyway that is beside the point that is another thing I'm not going to do this year even though I've just done it I am not having a lack money mindset this year the way that I think about it is my bank account is so empty at the moment that it can only go up from here this is how I'm pivoting my thinking God, I've still got to pay for framing. Anyway, um, not your problem, my problem. Um, but, but, the little nudge that I had yesterday, one word came very loud as I was going down Box Road, which is where my studio is located. Driving down the hill there, I was like, how am I going to make this week different to last week? I cannot go another week feeling this overwhelmed. What do I do? And immediately, the answer came in loud and clear, move. Move. Single word, move. And I was like, uh-huh. And that is 100% what I needed to hear. Um, because when I get to a point of being in the messy middle, I know I've spoken about this in a previous podcast episode. My natural, my automatic response is to kill a painting, which generally leads to some magical accident. So I hyper-focus on the issue or the painting until I reach a point where I feel like it's out of that messy middle stage. Now... <clears throat> Because I'm not working in acrylic and the paint is not drying instantly, I don't have the option to do that with this work. If I get hyper-focused on a single painting and overwork it, the oil and cold wax just goes to mud. And so I have been dealing with a little bit of a, like a frustration with that because I just want to move things forwards and I don't have the ability to. So it's certainly been like I have to sit in that and accept that they've got to be in that messy middle stage for longer. But what I was doing over this last week was I was getting stuck in my first studio space, which is very overloaded with work, which is part of the problem. Um, every square inch of my walls at the moment are covered with a panel, and that is what I've had to do because I've had to produce so much work so quickly. Um, so it's not my ideal way of working. Ideally, I only have a single painting on each wall, but in this case, I've probably, I'm using one wall that I never ever use. I've got two paintings pretty much like, like only an inch apart from each other. Um, so these two paintings that I'm looking at now, in looking at them, they could actually go together as a pair. 
Um, and when I showed T last night, he said, oh, are they together? And I was like, no, they're not. But, you know, they could be. It's probably because I've been working on them at the same time so close together. Anyway, um, so I was obsessing over those two paintings. And the reason I was doing that was because I have to get them to the dry stage or to the drying stage and prop them up on my slat wall higher um, so that I can get the next panel out because there's only one more panel to get out. Um, and yeah, so I was obsessively trying to get those over the line and naturally I just kept killing them more and more and more. And so every day I was spending hours and hours making these tiny little marks on them to step back and look at them as a whole and think it's not working. And then all of those hours that I've stood still making those marks have been wasted and I haven't moved on to other work. And so this is what I was going home thinking about every single day, how am I gonna get these two paintings finished so I can get the new panel out? Anyway, move. Move was the message that I got yesterday. And so I thought, oh yeah, I have just been obsessively hyper-focusing on those two paintings and I haven't even allowed myself to move across the rest of the body of work. Now, when I tend to hyper-focus like that, it means that I start obsessing over these tiny little minuscule areas of a painting. Like I'm looking, I'm standing in front of my hero painting at the moment, which should have been completed by the 20th of December. I thought it was, and I sent the photo through, had a bit of a hard conversation with the gallery because yes, the techniques are a little bit different. They wanted to know if there was gonna be more mark making. And when I looked at it again, I was like, yeah, it doesn't look complete. Oh well, let's keep going. So they've given me more time on it. Um, and in since sending them the photo ages ago, all the other work has kind of moved on and I've picked up some really interesting techniques from the other work that I'm now carrying into this one as well. So anyway, hyper-focusing on tiny details is what I was talking about. So like little things like a raised area of the paint, when things are in that messy middle stage and I'm trying to get them out of that, I just obsess over the tiniest little shitty areas that no one else is going to notice but me. Um, and that's what I was doing. And so yesterday, with my move in my head, I thought, today we are going to set a theme. It is going to be fast and fun day. So I set my stopwatch on my iPad for one hour and I allowed myself one hour to work on each panel and I just moved. And oh my God, at the end of yesterday, I felt so goddamn productive. I felt like a hero. I felt like, yes, this solo show is gonna be brilliant. Like, it's just amazing how that momentum and not obsessively trying to control the process so much inevitably leads to magic things happening. So, one of the things that I did yesterday was the first uh, lot of kind of solvent reduction sanding, um, which is one of the reasons why I was yeah, held in this kind of overwhelmed state of the unknown throughout Christmas, because I really didn't know if they were going to work, if the techniques that 
I was using were going to work. And they have, for the most part. Um, they look fantastic. It's just a matter of pulling back in some structure to the work now. Um, so for the first time ever, and don't ask me where these flowers came from, there are a couple of pieces in this body of work that actually have flowers in them. It's very uncorin like but very inner child-like. Um, and the compositions are very quirky. Not all of them are landscapes. Some of them are kind of landscape but also interior. I don't really know how I'm going to describe, like if someone was to say, oh, what type of work do you do? Normally I would say, oh, abstract landscape, but not all of them are. They're kind of like dreamscapes. I guess that's what I would call them. Um, but yeah, there's elements of kind of internal spaces and external spaces. And a lot of the concept of this show has to do with our internal world, our imagination, our parts of us that echo out to our external world. And I'm going to read the artist statement to you, not today because I'm still editing it. It keeps changing, so I keep adding more to it. Um, and I also haven't even like put anything on my website about the show, so it's just one of the many things that I have to do. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping to have that artist statement sorted by this weekend so that I can read it to you next week. Um, but yeah, there's been some really surprising things that have happened in these compositions. Um, I am realising more and more how the same techniques that I was using in acrylic with all that mark making and leading lines. I don't know if I verbally talked about this actually. It's probably something really interesting to talk about. So in my Playscape series, I am continually looking for leading lines to inform where the next mark happens. And at the start of this solo show, I was working on compositions that I had fiddled around with on my iPad, which it was a really great starting point because it meant that I wasn't scared of starting. It meant that I kind of didn't have the infinite to deal with, which is for the most part with all of my other collections, I basically start with like a mark that informs the next mark. That's how the playscapes came to be. They were essentially play panels. But because I have had to produce this show at a much quicker rate, um, I, had to, I had to start with something and I wanted everything to fit into the concept for the show as well. And so it was really, really helpful um, beginning the compositions on my iPad. Now, inevitably what happens is they tend to take on a life of their own, which is natural and that's what I expected to happen as well. But more and more as these paintings are resolving themselves, I am finding that those... Oh, sorry, that's my puppy dog having a little talk downstairs. Um, but I'm finding that these marks and the leading lines that I use... So basically there'll be like some happy accident that happens in the work 
that will create a mark that I go, oh, that's a leading line for the next part of the composition. And so because of that, I feel like the eye kind of moves around the surface in a really playful way, and that's, that's what I want for this work. Um, yeah, so everything is moving along. Fast and fun is going to be my motto for today as well. Um, and I'm hoping after today that my hero painting will be completely finished. I keep going a bit backwards and forwards on it, changing colours and, yeah, I do think after today I'm just, I'm going to call it and just say, yeah, it's doing what I need it to do now. And, yeah, it's, it, I'm really happy with it compositionally. I just don't want to overwork it, if you know what I mean. Um, and it's really bright and fun. The colours in the big one are really bright, really fun. And there's a couple of paintings that are a little bit more subdued, natural colours, lots of nice greens. And, yeah, there's just a really good mix of work. Really curious to see how it all kind of resolves over the coming weeks. And um, I will have a studio visit from the gallery at some stage at the end of this month. Um, that's a bit nerve-wracking. But the one thing that I can always count on is that they're going to be honest and nurture, my, nurture me through the process of that, um, which is why I love them so much at Curatorial. Um, they're always very for the artist. Um, so, yeah. Is there anything else I wanted to talk about today? Oh, actually, there was one thing that I wrote down yesterday at my journal. Celebrate the tiny miracles. Sometimes when we look at an entire show as a whole, like if you were to take one look at my studio space at the moment, the three massive pallets that I've got set up, the piles of material I've got on the floor, the, like, drop sheets everywhere, you would just be like, how does anyone finish anything in that space and for the most part yes like it gets to a point in here where everything is so messy and so overwhelming that I just have to do a bit of a cleanup but what has helped me a lot at the end of each day when I leave I look at each painting and I just celebrate the tiny miracles of each painting instead of looking and going Everything. If you look at everything as a whole, it can feel really overwhelming and like, oh, nothing's 100% there and am I going to get it done? But if I look at each individual painting and go, that part, I really love that part, that's a little miracle or that part's a little miracle or, you know, I can see where that one's going tomorrow. So you're just celebrating the tiny little miracles of every single painting it just gives me enough to hold on to for the next day to go, yes, I'm excited about the next stage for that. Um, because at this rate of the process, it is work. Like, it's not just coming in and having a great time. Like, it, there is this exceptional amount of intention and focus that is going into this show. And a couple of weeks ago... Um, there was someone on Instagram that messaged and said, 
when when there's that much on the go, how do you put, how do you kind of give each work the time it needs? Like, how do you, it was kind of like, um, I was trying to, I'm, I'm not referencing the right words very well, but it was more or less like how, with so much on the go at once, can you feel good about each individual work or how can you put all of yourself into each individual work when there's so much going on? And I sat with that for a bit and I just thought, well, each and every work is not the same. They are all so different and each and every painting has a miracle that is very unique to it and that is intentional for this show. So it's another one of the reasons why I've been a bit overwhelmed is that each painting is in and of itself um, a story or a little part of me that is very, very important. So there is actually one painting in this show that is um, a painting of Harlan. Um, she's got her back turned, so it's really just the back of her pointing up to, like, her little shadow. And I've kind of changed the composition. It's got flowers in it. But it was a very important moment that I spoke about a couple of episodes ago that was, like, the pivoting point to the concept for this show. Um, and I would have never, ever intended on painting flowers at all or a picture of her because in my eyes you can't paint perfection to me she's perfect and you can't paint perfection um, so I've never even attempted to paint a picture of her but for some reason this painting needed to be here just like all of the other ones there is something in each painting that needs to be here and each painting I honestly look at and I can appreciate for the adventure that each one of them is. And I really, really hope that that comes out in this show, that they're not all the same. They're not all, none of them are even moderately similar. They're different color palettes, different textures, different sanding techniques. As a whole, it's gonna be really interesting to see these works hung together. They're all certainly me. Like, this is the funny thing about it. Like, when I, when I look at them all, and I look at, even though I've started the compositions on my iPad and whatnot, the way that they're kind of resolving is in the same way that I would resolve my acrylic works with the leading lines, the finishing off with texture, the finding the part that I want the eye to rest on the most and using that to really lead the viewer around to the next area. I guess the one thing that I would say about this body of work that has been quite surprising to me is the colour. But I think that was inevitable when moving back over to oils is that the vibrancy of the colour is just so rich and so yummy. Um, you really can't help but make the most of it. So I'm going to stop rambling now. I'm going to actually get into the painting. I had intended on actually painting, but naturally when I talk, I use my hands, and then if my hands are holding a brush, then I feel like I can't talk. <laughs> so I'm going to stop talking and start painting now. Apologies for the paint shaker. Um, I'm going to tap in with you again and 
keep checking my Instagram. I'll put like a few reels up. I'm not going to reveal absolutely everything. I want everything to be a bit of a surprise for this show. Um, if you're not already on my mailing list, make sure you're on my mailing list because that's where I share everything first and a lot more of the more intimate details of um, my journaling and my writing and the thought process behind things. Um, so I'll be sharing a lot more of that in the lead up to the show and yeah, thanks for listening. Make sure that you follow the podcast, share it with a creative friend and pop the dates for the exhibition in your diary because I'd love to see you at the opening. It is going to be the 21st of March from 5 to 8pm at Curatorial & Co. Lock the date in your diary um, and make sure you come and introduce yourself if you haven't already. If you enjoyed the episode, swing me a message on social media, share it, do all those things. Um, I'll catch up with you again in the studio soon. Bye, guys.